Good morning, my comfy, cozy, witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And I realize as I say that whenever you listen to this, it might not be morning, but it is for me in the time of recording. It is currently six o'clock in the morning and I got up extra early today so I could at least begin the recording of this episode because there is construction going on across the street. They are finally building the last house to complete our neighborhood. Not only that, but they are paving the road in front of our house today as well. They were to be finished yesterday, but it started pouring down rain late afternoon, so they had to call it quits. And so they'll be starting up early this morning. So I thought I need to beat them or else this episode will have so many loud noises in the background. Uh, Although it might still happen a little bit, and I do apologize for that. But thank you everyone for joining me for the podcast today. And I just want to give a huge heartfelt thank you to all of your love and support surrounding my book, Hearth and Home Witchcraft, As you know, it released uh, just about the same time. Was it the same day? It was close to the last episode I put out. And because of all of you, the last three weeks have been just so amazing. So many kind people reaching out with their words about connecting to the book and grabbing their copy of the book. It is still a number one new release on Amazon in multiple categories. And at one point, I was told that it was sold out of um, some local Barnes and Nobles. So thank you so much for your support. It means more than you know that this book of my heart is getting out to so many of you and that so many of you are enjoying it. And please let me know if you are liking it. Reach out if you have the book and enjoy it. Speaking of, now speaking of my book, this Sunday If any of you happen to be in the Northeast Pennsylvania or Eastern Pennsylvania area, I will be doing a book signing in um, the Easton Bethlehem Barnes & Noble. So check out my Instagram for more information about that because I have been posting about it there. So today's episode, I want to talk about all things fall and my personal fall witchy favorites. Most things are um, related to my practice in nature and witchy in some way. And there are some things that just aren't because I love this season. But I did want to share with you my favorite fall goodies. When I last year at Yule had done some of my Yuletide favorites, I had so much comment, so many comments, so much feedback. Many of you liked that episode, so I thought I'd do something similar with this one. So I'll be discussing today some of my favorite TV shows, movies, some of my favorite books on um, witchcraft that fall in the autumn equinox category and that fall in the fall season. I'm saying fall a lot. I realize that. And other goodies. I'll also be sharing what some other witches love about this season as well. But before I go into that main segment, I want to tell you all what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. I want to give a shout out to my Mugwort Patreon subscribers for their support. Really thank I really thank all of my Patreon subscribers for your support. It is it means so much to me that you are supporting me, supporting my platform, the podcast. And if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. But a special thanks goes out to Alex, to Alyssa, Amanda J, and Amanda V, to Anna, Anya, Brittany. Carrie Ann, Kafira, to Chris, to Corporate Goth, I love that, to Danny and Blakely mom-daughter duo, which is so fun, to Dana and Doris, thank you Elizabeth and Emma, Felice and Heather and Hope, thank you so much to Jane, Jenna, Jessica, to Joanne, to Judy, to Katie, to Katya and Courtney and Kristen, 
Thank you so much to Larissa and Lycan and Lindsay and Lydia, Marissa A and Marissa P, to Mara and Megan and Michelle and Miranda. Thank you to Mirandia and Missy and Morgan and Morwena and Naomi and Ophelia. Thank you to Rachel and Rusty and Samantha, to Sarah J, to Sarah L, to Sarah the Science Dork. Thank you, Shayna and Stacy and Stella, Stephanie, Stirfry Nee. Thank you. And to Tara, to Tila, and to Victoria. So thank you so much to all Patreon subscribers and especially to those of you in the mug mugwort level. I just wanted to give you all a special shout out. Okay, so I'm going to do something a little bit different this episode. I'm not going to tell you what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy because truly it, I would just be telling you all things fall as we transition into the equinox season and the Mabin season. So I wanted to share just a couple things that are making others feel comfy, cozy, witchy in this season of fall and their favorite things to do and their favorite things. And so I had asked some of my, I'd asked actually my Patreon subscribers if they wanted to share something and that I would then perhaps share them on the podcast. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read what some favorites are for some of my Patreon friends. So first off, Sarah Lynn loves to hide cinnamon sticks throughout her kitchen and living room decorations. And she says that the smell fills the air just perfectly. And you know what? I really like that. We all know the cinnamon brooms and have those throughout our homes. I have a lot of them. But I love that idea of taking cinnamon sticks and just hiding them (laughs) throughout the home. And so when you walk in each room, you have that little hint of cinnamon. That's great. Lichen Green Moss says um, that they like apple picking and then apple baking. There is nothing like the magic that comes from picking fruit directly from the tree and then using that fruit with intention, which is so true. So you are choosing that apple that you will then use in your baking or for whatever purpose. And I just love that. And Lycan loves taking this time to start ramping down the energy of summer to get ready to go inside spiritually and physically. And Yes, that is perfect. Larissa O goes to Salem every year. Oh, how lovely. You must live close enough, Larissa. And she says that they always explore the different shops, do tours, and gain much more witchy knowledge every year. Um, And for the years that they haven't been able to go, Larissa says that she loves to go apple picking and makes her own apple treats, which is fantastic. Apple picking, obviously that's a theme. Um, And I grew up in an area where there were apple orchards galore. So we did a lot of that. Let's see, Anya says one of her favorite things about fall is collecting conkers. And if you don't know what conkers are, they are the um, horse chestnuts. I believe, that fall from the tree, so collecting the horse chestnuts. And I think their conkers is a game that goes along with that. Like, I don't know, like you hit people <laughs> with the horse chestnuts. Don't quote me on that, but I've heard of that before. Tara Shea says that the autumn equinox is her favorite holiday, um, and Tara has a group of local witch friends that do a potluck every year with an activity, and that sounds magical. I want local witch friends that I can do a potluck with. That sounds so amazing. If you're in eastern, northeastern Pennsylvania, let's do a potluck. Message me. I want I want to connect with those who are nearby. <laughs> but last year, they made corn husk dolls for their altars, and this year, the group is going to do a group gratitude ritual because it's like a better version of Thanksgiving. Um, They like to drink malt apple cider, spend time around the fire pit, take lots of long walks in the woods, just appreciating the change in the season, which yes, that is everything that I like to do as well. Tara, yes, 100%. And you also like to thank the land for the summer beauty by sprinkling quartz and moss agate crystals around. I like that idea. That's a really great idea. I have a couple more Rachel Collins loves to go to the places that have the corn maze, the maze maze at night, 
and they have the hot apple cider and hayride for the kids. And she just loves being out in the crisp fall air, which yes, just being out in nature. And I know you said you're not sure if witchy, but I think any time that we are connecting with the elements and connecting with nature, that is innately connecting to our practice. So absolutely, Rachel. And then Naomi White, this is her first Mabin, so she doesn't have any fall activities yet connected with Mabin, but she is making a crown with leaves and some of the flowers associated with the season. So that's fantastic. And all of those things also make me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So thank you for sharing. And I'm sure my listeners enjoy hearing that as well. Once again, I am thrilled to have partnered with Blessed Be Magic as a sponsor for this episode. And Blessed Be Magic creates minimalist talisman jewelry for witches to remind you of your magic. And Blessed Be Magic has sent me a couple of pieces of jewelry that are absolutely gorgeous. I wore my Hecate's wheel to the local pagan festival the other weekend, and I had so many compliments. I also have the ring that matches, and they're absolutely beautiful. And I really do urge you to check out their jewelry. And if you do so, you can use the code COZYWITCH15 for 15% off all full price talisman jewelry. And that is at COZYWITCH15. That's the discount code. And at Blessed Be Magic, magic with a K dot com. And they also offer a free Witches Daily Planner you can download on their site to bring some magic into your everyday. And they also have a quiz that a lot of people really love. And over 800 five-star reviews, they ship worldwide and have really fast shipping within the United States. I mean, it's really fast. My order came within three days of placing it. So go ahead, check them out. It's blessedbemagicwithak.com. As you all know, we are entering my favorite time of year. The weather here in eastern Pennsylvania has been chilly the last couple of weeks, and it has made it feel like the fall season has arrived. And you know this is my favorite time of year. This is when I really dig into that hearth and home witchcraft of my practice. And I just love everything about it. I love celebrating Mabin and the autumn equinox. And I love getting outside and bundling up in my scarves and hoodies and leggings with some sneakers. I love going on hikes and watching the leaves turn. There is so much about the season that I absolutely love. And I'm going to share many of my fall favorites with you today, my witchy fall favorites. And the first thing I want to share with you is a song by Flora Ware. And I I had shared one of their songs on my last Yule episode. And they have a songs for the wheel of the year album. So they have a song for each of the eight turns on the wheel, the eight sabbats, and they're really pretty. I I really enjoy them and it just gets me into whatever sabbat season, it gets me into that mood. So I'm going to share today with you their song Mabin King. So we'll just, I'll hit play and we'll get started. Thank you. 
So much beauty and bounty in our lives. When the Mayborn Queen arrives, we give thanks to her harvest song, preserving abundance all year long. So much beauty. So much beauty and bounty in our lives. So much beauty and bounty in our lives. So much beauty and bounty in our lives. So much beauty. So I really love that one. Um, that album, I think I like that one. And I really like their song about in bulk as well. The Yule one is fun because of the, I don't know if it's the drum, the beat, I don't know what it is, but that's the one that my son gets really into and will be in the car and he'll be singing along to it, which is, is just funny and cute. It's really cute. So I'm going to start with Hmm, let's see, I could start with a lot of things. Um, but I'm going to start with some of my favorite TV shows to watch during the fall season. And, you know, some of these aren't super witchy, others are. But these are shows that always put me in that fall mood. And I don't know about you, but this is the season where I start to go inward. I know a lot of us do start to go inward, spend a little more time, <clears throat> excuse me, time inside when I can just curl up with my dogs on the couch, watch a good movie. It immediately puts me in a good mood. <clears throat> so sorry, excuse me. I think it's this early morning. I haven't had my coffee yet. I haven't had my water yet. So the first show I have shared before, because, you know, I watch it all year long, but I generally watch a lot of episodes during the fall season. And that is The Good Witch. <laughs> the Good Witch, of course, which can currently be found on Netflix. And it originally aired on Hallmark. Actually, it started with the films, Cassie Nightingale. It started with the the movies, and then it was turned into te the television series. And while I do really love the movies because those are what I first watched, I don't know, was it the early 2000s, I guess, when they aired on Hallmark? I truly enjoy the TV show, and I have watched it three, four times now. I think right now I'm on the fifth, no, sixth season for, I think, the fourth time <laughs> But I love everything about The Good Witch, especially this time of year, because Cassie Nightingale, to me, um, epitomizes that hearth and home witch. And that's the type of witchcraft that I think this time of year is really associated with, because she is so warm and comforting and inviting. And she does all of these great, kind things for the people in her community. And although she never comes out and directly says, I'm a witch or broadcasts it all over the place. There are subtle clues throughout the entire series. I mean, her shop is called Bell Book and Candle, uh, which is, it's so charming. <laughs> and it has a whole bunch of meaningful items in there. Some are more witchy in nature. She sells her teas there. She knows exactly the right tea to help cure whatever ailment a customer walks in having. She sells little antique items that always magically 
find their way into the hands of the person who needs them. And then she also runs a bed and breakfast, which there is nothing cozier than a bed and breakfast, especially in the fall. Um, I'm so sorry if you can hear the trucks are out so early, they are already paving in the background. And I apologize for that. And if it gets too loud, I'll just stop recording and come back and record again. So anyway, back to The Good Witch. Cassie Nightingale has always been one of my favorites. As you know, um, I love that she's foiled by Sam, who, you know, at the beginning of the series is her neighbor who moves in and he is a traditional doctor and they're always butting heads because she has a more holistic approach to medicine. And naturally they fall in love and throughout the season, um, she also helps other couples connect and come together through her bed and breakfast and through her bell book and candle shop. And there are subplots with her daughter and her um, cousin Abigail, who at first I didn't care for, but then I like her. And with Stephanie, who works at the local, or she owns a local bistro um, and cafe. And then the mayor, Martha Tinsdale. I mean, there there is so much coziness in this show. Every season, they have a Halloween episode. I believe Samhain is mentioned in the last season or the second to last season. So they they start to get a little witchier as the seasons go, I found. Um, And I was going to say something else. Oh, there's always some sort of fall festival where you have your stereotypical but fun (laughs) fall activities, the corn mazes and the cemetery walks and all of that. So if you want to be put in a fall cozy mood and that has a little bit of magic, good witch. Try the good witch. Love it. Um, The next one is not witchy. However, it always puts me in that good fall mood. And that is Gilmore Girls. I love Gilmore Girls. It is, again, I think the epitome of coziness. There is so much to love about this show. There's also a lot to dislike. In fact, I watched Gilmore Girls as it was airing, episode by episode. Every week I would get so excited to watch Gilmore Girls. It was my favorite. And I think because there was that break between each episode and the longer break between the seasons, and because I was younger and probably more self-absorbed at that time in my life, because I was young in high school, college, I didn't realize how horrible... (laughs) the main characters were at times until I rewatched it a couple of years ago. I've been like binge, not binge watch it, but you know, I was able to watch it more back to back, the episodes back to back. And Lorelai and Rory, the main characters really are awful at times. They treat people awful. They treat themselves not so great at times. They treat Emily, the grandmother, not so great and Richard. Um, but I, I still come back to it, even with those character flaws, because you need unique character flaws in in a story. And although they do have their flaws, I would say Lorelai is more like likable than Rory overall. But that could be debated. I don't know. But I really like Gilmore Girls. It takes place in Stars Hollow, a quaint New England town. And it also goes seasonally, so there are Halloween episodes, and you have the fall episodes, which are have always been my favorite, and the favorite of the Gilmore Girls as well, and, and you can see that throughout the series. Um, but that's another one of my favorite. If I just want something comforting, warm, cozy, Gilmore Girls is what I will put on my TV. And I'm not sure. I think it's on Netflix. I think I saw it's on Netflix. If not, maybe Hulu. All right. The next one, which is witchy and which has reappeared the last couple days, is The Witches of East End. And The Witches of East End, I watched when it came out about 10 years ago. I I don't remember what network it aired on. It only lasted, I think, a season and a half or maybe two seasons. It was cut short, but I remember really enjoying it. It was reminiscent of, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think? Oh, Charmed. It was reminiscent of Charmed, I thought, because you have the sister connection um, and the family connection. It did remind me of Charmed. Um, Also, that it can be a little cheesy at times. Let's let's be honest. As much as I love my Charmed, (laughs) 
it can be a little bit cheesy at times, especially because it's older and the graphics weren't as good, whatever. And, and sometimes there's some stereotypical witchy stuff that I don't care for, but Witches of East End is like that as well. It can be a little bit cheesy, but it's still fun. It is so much fun. Um, I don't care for, I forget what's her name, but the character Jenna, well, I don't, I don't care for Jenna Dewan, what was her name? Jenna Dewan Channing, the one who married Tatum Channing. I don't think she's a great actress, but it's, she's still watchable and the show is watchable and I've been rewatching it and really enjoying it, um, which has been really surprising to me. So that is on Hulu. So if you want to check that out this fall season, it's a fun witchy show. Go ahead and do that. The other throwback that, of course, I want to mention that always puts me in a good mood during fall and brings back memories of watching it years ago is Charmed. I, I don't think I need to say anything else about Charmed. It's just, it's great. Again, just throws me back to years ago when I used to watch it. And I don't know when that was, probably high school, college. It was the early 90s or the early 2000s. Always like Charmed. And then the final show that I'm going to end with, I mean, I could go on and on. There are a lot of cozy fall shows, but I want to get through this episode without it being two hours long. Um, But the last one, again, is not witchy, but it is a fall favorite because it just, it just makes me feel so happy and calm and cozy. And it's short 20 minute episodes. And that is Schitt's Creek. If you have not watched Schitt's Creek, I urge you at least just to, to try a couple episodes, hang in there. Maybe you're not hooked after that first episode, but watch a couple episodes. It is so good. It is funny. It is heartwarming. Every single character, and I'm talking now, I guess, from a critic's standpoint, maybe a writer's stand, standpoint, but every single character in that show has some sort of arc. Um, character growth, development, they have a story arc, The main, especially the main characters in the main family, and then their significant others and Stevie at the, at the hotel. But all of these characters have amazing growth, such a good arc. Um, this, this show just makes me feel so cozy and I laugh out loud. If you are in a bad mood and you just want to laugh, throw on Schitt's Creek. I laugh out loud at every single episode. Um, and I find myself, I like to watch it when I, if I am working out downstairs, if I'm on the treadmill, I'll throw on like two episodes because that's like 40 minutes on the treadmill. And I have had to literally stop <laughs> walking because I'm laughing so hard. Like I've had to take my feet off the treadmill because I'm laughing so hard. And I've seen it like three times. But that show just makes me laugh. And it's so cozy and makes me happy. So that that would be the shows. I'm trying to think of movies off the top of my head. Of course, we're getting into Samhain season as well. And I love, I love my Hocus Pocus, of course. Um, and I'd have to think about some more. I really thought more about television shows that I've been kind of binging, binging lately, late at night, or have on in the background while I'm doing other things like journaling. But I'll think about more and maybe mention them later. But now I want to move on to just other items that are making me feel cozy and witchy in this fall season. All right, so moving into things, items, um, things that I do in the fall season that make me feel comfy, cozy, witchy, and or that are just some of my favorite things. I did realize, though, I missed a show <laughs> that I had to share. And I've talked about it before, but it's Outlander. I, I love Outlander. And it's another series I have watched three times already. And I love everything about it. I love the little bit of mystery, the time travel. There is definitely witchcraft thrown in there and multiple episodes and seasons. I would be remiss without mentioning Outlander because it is just fantastic. All right, so moving on. Uh, my One of my first fall faves, <laughs> fall favorites this season is collecting candles <laughs> And that's, I don't know if that's really a fall favorite. That's maybe a fall obsession. But I, I'm constantly picking up new candles, 
from, oh, I hate to say it, big box stores, but also from indie creators and Etsy shops and Etsy creators. I just bought a dozen tea lights from Apotha Prairie, uh, which is a new Etsy shop that was opened up by a friend of mine, Jennifer, and she had a little sampler pack of tea light candles that I could not say no to, and one I am burning right now. It's a coffee cake. Oh my gosh. Oh, it smells so good. It's a coffee cake little tea light, and she has coffee grounds in there. There's a coffee bean and a tiger's eye, and it it is just so well done and well packaged, and excuse me, so I love the food scented, the sweet scented foods this time of year. So the apple cider candles or the coffee cake candles or yes, the pumpkin spice because you know I love my pumpkin spice. The pumpkin spice candles, anything that is autumnal, autumn leaves, like the autumn leaf scents, the outdoorsy scents this time of year. This is my favorite candle season. So a fall favorite is definitely my candles. And as you know, when I'm doing my morning ritual work, I always have a candle lit. It's not always a tea light. It's not always a chime candle unless I'm doing some specific working, but I always have some sort of scented candle lit in my sacred space. And today I happen to have this coffee tea light, but I did pick up a couple new ones from uh, Target. (laughs) Target the other day, because I couldn't help myself and I still had candles left over from last year. Again, it is an obsession. It's a problem. I know many people have (laughs) with buying candles. And so that is one thing that always puts me into the fall mood. And one of my fall favorites are candles. Also something that I, I particularly enjoy doing in the fall is creative journaling. Yes, I journal every day, as you know, and I've talked about this before. It's part of my morning ritual, but I also really enjoy creative journaling and junk journaling where I'm taking different mediums and different forms of journaling. So stamping and paper crafting and, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think, using stickers and washi tapes and creating spreads in journals. And I really love doing that during the fall because I sit in my office and I can do that while I watch everything happen outside and watch the leaves change. And I do have a couple of creative journals that are just for this time of year. And I actually picked up a new one this year, which could be another, it's another um, obsession of mine is picking up new journals and notebooks to journal in or junk journal or just to write in in general. But this is the time of year that one of my favorite things to do is journal. It is so relaxing. It keeps me present in the moment. It's very grounding. You know, it's tangible. You're you're touching all of these different mediums. And I just really enjoy that. That is one of my favorite things to do, particularly in the fall or even in as it gets colder outside in the colder months, fall into winter. I really love my creative journaling. So that's another little fall favorite. Something else that I love to do in the fall, obviously, is to get outside as much as possible and to hike. And what I've been doing recently is exploring new places to go walking outside. I, I think last year when I broke my foot and my ankle, as you all remember, that was almost a year ago. That really put me behind. And I did not go on hikes last year because of my ankle, because of my foot. First, it took months to heal. And then I haven't really shared this publicly because I don't want, I don't want to bring any of this negative energy to you. But I really was down about it because I then developed arthritis in my foot and in my ankle that flares up now. And so sometimes I'm in a lot of pain. And as you know, movement and walking is a, has always been a big part of my life, always. And this last year has been really rough on me. Yes, I've been getting outside. I'm able to walk around the neighborhood, but it's hard for me to do trails like I used to. My ankle, just the pain that I get when I go too hard, um, it it's it doesn't allow me to be out hiking in the woods like I used to. 
And that connection to nature, that connection to my local land spirits has really kind of bummed me out. But, but here there's a positive to this. I have discovered a couple of trails that go through the local woods in my area and they are flat. They, one is completely paved over where you could even ride a bike and the other one is like stone that is, is compacted. So I'm not sorry if that was loud. I was like hitting my paper or I was hitting my table showing you how to compact stone. I'm like pushing it down. But I, I went on that trail yesterday and it was a little wonky at some parts. I just had to go a little bit slower. But overall, I, I felt like I used to feel when I would get out in the woods on the actual nature trails, except these were flatter, they were smoother, and it wasn't as high of an impact on my ankle. And that made me so happy. I, I can't tell you how happy it made me to find these trails. So I discovered them just by driving around <laughs> and and searching. I could have asked people. That probably would have been the thing to do. But a lot of people go to the same place, which is the the mountainous trails that just have not been good for my ankle, unfortunately. But the flat trail that has been paved over that I found, it winds through the woods and it, it goes along a creek, which is just beautiful. And what I love so much about that trail is <laughs> there's a bakery at the start of it. <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. Um, so when we went as a family, we did we did three miles on Saturday and we ended at the bakery and had a little breakfast there, which was awesome. But no, something that is really magical on this trail, about half, not halfway, maybe a quarter of the way on the trail, there is a little gnome garden. I put a picture of it on my Instagram, on I think on my stories the other day when I passed it. It's a gnome garden. There is a garden of, I don't know, probably a hundred gnomes, little gnome figurines that somebody has put together and nobody tampers with. So you have all these little gnomes, and I think I saw a couple little fairies in there. <clears throat> Excuse me, and tree in little carved trees where these gnomes live. It's so charming and so cute, and I can't believe that it's just on the middle of this nature trail. And yes, it's a public nature trail, so it does make sense, and it is against this this building, but it's still, it, it's so magical, and I love passing it every time. It just puts a smile on my face. So that being said, another fall favorite of mine is getting out in nature, walking, hiking. That really has made my last couple of weeks because I was I was getting kind of bummed that I wasn't able to get out into the woods. So speaking of being out in nature, another place that I'd like to visit is the Column Sile Megalith Park. That is another fall favorite of mine is going to this megalith park and just basking, <laughs> basking in the glory of this park. It, they have a sacred stone circle. There is a labyrinth that you can walk and meditate on. There are trails that weave through the forest. And I was able to do those trails um, just carefully. And they have a little shop, actually, a little shop with gemstones <laughs> and different crystals, which is in it's on the honor system. Like you go in and you can pick some out and then you PayPal them and write down, you know, what you, you purchased. I did get a couple crystals there the other day because they were just calling to me. And I love this park because they, this is where they also host celebrations for the Sabbaths. There is a Mabin observance, an autumn equinox observance this Thursday. It's supposed to be pouring down rain, and I know they do cancel events if it rains, so I don't think it'll be happening. If I'm, if I'm just guessing, I think it's a 100% chance of rain, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hope, you know, weathermen are wrong a lot, so hopefully I can still attend, and that's at sunrise, so maybe it won't rain quite yet, and I think that would be a lot of fun. And then I know they have a Samhain um, event coming up. I, I went to the May Day. I talked about it on the podcast. I went to the Beltane Celebration. And it was so fun. And yes, there was that pageantry to get the, the 
you know, crowd involved. But then there also was this this reverence to the ceremony that I really loved. And you can listen to that episode that I recorded back in May um, about that. But I absolutely loved that. But going to that site, that's one of my fall favorites. In fact, I am meeting a new witchy friend there in a couple of weeks that I met through my Instagram. It turns out that she lives close to where I used to live and not far from me now. And we decided that we're going to meet up there and just walk around and maybe pull some cards and hang out and just talk about all things witchy and just meet each other. So that'll be fun in a couple of weeks. So those are a few of my favorite fall things. Something that I really love doing during the fall season is go for go on cemetery walks. And I've talked about this before. I talked about it at Samhain. And I know that there are a lot of people out there and a lot of witches who would be like, oh, don't you don't want to go to a cemetery um, and really put that fear factor out there. But, you know, if you protect yourself and you, you make your intention known when you walk through the cemetery gates or the cemetery entrance and you're not disturbing anything or anyone, you're not walking over any grave sites, you're not taking anything, never take anything from a graveyard. But I enjoy just walking the paths through the graveyard. I don't walk in the grass. I don't walk over any, any sites. Um, I don't even touch the stones. I simply walk on the paths, the driving paths that they have that wind through graveyards. And I like doing that. And yes, I will read the headstones as I go past, but this is something I really enjoy doing. Um, It's very calming in nature and... I don't know. I, it helps me connect to the season a little bit more. And although maybe not my ancestors are in those particular spaces, it helps me connect to my ancestors a little bit. And there is just something so calming about walking through a cemetery because it's so quiet and there is that element of respect and there is that element of um, magic as well and connecting to the land and collecting, connecting to ancestors. Um, And one of the cemeteries that I really enjoy walking around is near another sacred space that I like to visit and I've posted a lot about before. And I really like it there because it's way up on a hill and it overlooks my town. And it's just beautiful and on foggy mornings when the fog is just settling over the town and the mountains in the background, it is truly the most beautiful view. And I have taken some beautiful pictures with the fog and the headstones jutting up and uh, it's just, it's so wonderful. And the last fall, last fall, I drove up there because, of course, I wasn't walking because of my foot. But I remember I would drive through that one cemetery and a fox crossed in front of me. I don't think it was my foxy from my neighborhood, but it was a fox. And you know that that made me happy. Oh, it made me beyond happy, I should say. So some other fall favorites, of course, is celebrating the autumn equinox, celebrating Mabin. And that is one of my, if not, it is my favorite turn of the wheel because it means cooler, crisp days are ahead. It is comfy, cozy season. It is hearth and home season. This is when I'm going to start spending a lot of time in the kitchen In fact, we are celebrating Mabin on, in the autumn equinox on Thursday, and although it's going to rain, which makes me sad, I am still making a big meal. I am doing butternut squash lasagna this year. I have decided my mouth is watering thinking about it, and I haven't eaten breakfast either, but I cannot wait to make it. Uh, It's been two years since I made excuse me, this particular lasagna, and it is my absolute favorite. I think I'm going to have to stop recording just for right now. I'll be back because they are really starting to make a lot of noise outside, and I don't want it to be distracting. Plus, I need to get my son ready for school, but I'll be back in a little bit to talk more about what I'm doing to celebrate the autumn equinox. All right, so I am back, and I think things have settled down. (laughs) They were just banging out there doing, doing this paving of the road. But you know what? It's going to be so nice to have a road that is paved in our neighborhood. So when I go to walk the dogs, I'm not walking on stone anymore. (laughs) So I am very excited. And we even talked about 
Oh, do we get family rollerblades? Yes, that would be great for my ankle. We'll see, because I do love rollerblading so much. So let me keep going on about what I was talking about earlier, since I took about a two-hour break. (laughs) So I ended with talking about the autumn equinox, and one of my favorite things about fall is celebrating the equinox and celebrating Mabin with my family. And this year I said, I'm going to make the butternut squash lasagna. It's butternut squash and a cheese mixture, ricotta, and a whole bunch of really good cheeses. And I put spinach in it as well. And yes, there are lasagna noodles, but instead of meat, you have the butternut squash. And it is absolutely delicious. And it's a white cream sauce I make a roux for. Um, It is not the most healthy thing in the world, but you know what? It's, it's the autumn equinox and it's a time to celebrate and feast and give thanks for the harvest and just give thanks for and gratitude for everything that we have. So things that I like to do to connect with the Mabin season. And I had created a graphic with a lot of these things that I don't know, some of you may have seen. If you're on my Patreon, you got the printout graphics. I did two of them. But I just love the season because it's comfy, cozy in nature It brings me into nature. I feel really connected to my land at this time. And I think it's because I like to spend time outside. Gone are those really sweltering days and that that heat of summer. And now, you know, we're being ushered in this cooler temperatures and the crisp air. So I just love everything about it. So here are some ways to connect with it. I'll just go over this very quickly because this episode is going to be really long. Also, I did a whole episode on Mabin, the autumn equinox that you can listen to, I think, last year. So go back and find that if you want more specifics to this particular Sabbath. But some easy ways to connect outside, go pick some flowers, create an outdoor altar. Um, If you're in a small space, create an altar on your balcony or somewhere in your home to celebrate the season. Search for fauna. Look for those deer, look for those fox, look for the fauna local to your area. Go apple picking. This is the fruit festival. Make fruit pies, make those apple pies and pumpkin pies and whatever type of fruit pie. Take your journaling outside. Go outside. It's cool. It's cooling down. If you live in an area like where I live, I know it's still really hot (laughs) some places in the south um, here in the States um, and elsewhere. But if you can get outside, go outside to do your journaling, pack a picnic, enjoy a picnic outdoors. Some other things you can do at home, like I said, bake, spend some time in the kitchen. This is my favorite time to get in the kitchen and do some kitchen magic. Journal for gratitude. This Sabbath is also known as the Witch's Thanksgiving. So be grateful for all that you have and all that has come to fruition so far this year. Make some spice cider, a a autumnal sangria, do the corn husk dolly. That is always so much fun and something you can do with your kids if you have any. Host a dinner party. How fun is that? A a witch's Thanksgiving dinner party. Invite your friends and family over. And even if you're in the broom closet, just celebrate the changing of the season. You don't have to tell them that it's based on pagan traditions. You're, You're hosting a party that would celebrate the turning of the seasons. Decorate your front porch for the new season. All of these are really great things that you can do to connect with Mabin. So go ahead and, you know, do some of these things. And and all of these things you can do with family, with friends, simply getting out in nature, going for a walk. Again, listen to that episode on Mabin on the fall equinox from last year. Maybe it was two years ago. I'll have to go back and see exactly when that was. So those are a few of my favorite fall activities. Now I want to get into books. And this one is fun. I don't have too many that I'm going to talk about because it could take a really long time. But these are some of my current favorites for this season. And some of these are newer releases and some are these, these are called classics. Um, I feel like one of them you might not be able to find anymore. Maybe, maybe somewhere. So first off, I think any book with, on witchcraft that has to do with 
the turning of the wheel and honoring the seasons is a good bet. But some of my favorites. First off, oh, what do you know? First on the list, Hearth and Home Witchcraft by Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Oh, what do you know? No, I'm not going to plug my book, but if you want to get it, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> so let's go on to, so uh, H. Byron Ballard, she wrote Seasons of a Magical Life. And this is published by Wiser. And I really like this book. First, I, I really like Byron Ballard. She's a teacher, a folklorist, a writer. She is a senior priestess and the co-founder of the Mother Grove Goddess Temple. Also the Coalition of Earth Religions, both in North Carolina and elsewhere. And she is a columnist for many pagan magazines. And so she has so much experience. And I always have enjoyed reading her work. Um, But this book, Seasons of a Magical Life, looks at the wheel of the year and its basis in agriculture as a starting point for a deepening spirituality. And as a folklorist, she also offers backstories to ease the reader into the time between pre-industrial era and the modern one into a place where the fast-moving stress of contemporary life can be affected by a better connection, not only to the natural world, but also to the expression of the year through these seasonal festivals and celebrations. And the book is broken into four seasons, or the chapters are broken into the four seasons and feature simple spells and skills that accompany each marker in the year. And she provides advice on spiritual and physical immersion into the seasons that apply to readers anywhere you live, rural, urban, suburban areas. And it is just a a really great read for this fall season. Oh, I I don't know what they're doing out there right now, but it's getting loud. Hopefully it's not too loud. I'm going to bring the mic closer, closer to me. The next book is The Hearth Witches Year by Anna Franklin. I really like her works. She also wrote The Hearth Witches Compendium and The Hearth Witches Kitchen Herbal. All of these are really great titles, but um, I particularly like this one because, again, she discusses magic being reflected through the cycles of nature. And, you know, if we can just slow down how we can channel that magic based on the seasons and based on nature. And this is a book that journeys through a year, exploring its tides, seasons, and festivals. She gives practical advice for celebrating the whole cycle. So she does, you know, focus on each season and gives you rituals, meditations, projects, invocations to help you discover the magical rhythms of the natural world. And I really, really like this one. Um, I have to say I have not read this cover to cover. I always pull it out and go to like the seasons and recipes. So I will pull it out looking specifically for the autumnal season. And but even this book, if you could see the cover, it's the changing fall leaves. It's those reds and burgundies and and burnt oranges and a little bit of like forest green in there. The cover itself is just really lovely. So the next book I want to share is a cookbook that my sister-in-law got me for the holiday last year. And it totally took me off guard um, whenever she gave it to me and just made me so happy that she bought me this book. And it is called The Natural Witches Cookbook. It's 100 Magical Healing Recipes and Herbal Remedies to Nourish Body, Mind, and Spirit. And this is by Lise Anna Wallens. And again... This just helps you add a little bit of magic into your kitchen witchcraft. She's really respectful of the natural elements and the cycles. And in this book, you can find these recipes for foods and tonics and even masks and ointments. And it's just, it's a really nice book. I, I, I'm not, you don't have, there's not a ton of witchcraft that goes into it, but she does give, you know, correspondences of ingredients. And there are just some really nice recipes throughout. Let me see if I can flip through some. Um, Oh, scallops. Oh, there's some, those are really good looking scallops. A mermaid salad, satisfaction chicken, protection chicken, um, roulades, uh, 
Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff in here. Okay, because of time, I'm going to move on though. The next book. Oh, this is one of my favorites. I am going to have to look. I don't know that this is even in print anymore. I don't think this book is in print. And what better book to celebrate the season than Ellen Dugan's title, Autumn Equinox, The Enchantment of Mabin. And that is the title of the book. On the cover, you have a scarecrow. You have a barn. You're out in a field. There's a tree with a with the full harvest moon in the background and a crow sitting on a pumpkin stem. And you just look at the cover and immediately you know, this is a book for witches. This is a book for the fall Mabin harvest season. And I absolutely love it. I love all of Ellen Dugan's work. I've talked about her before. And in this book, she tells us how Mabin and the autumn equinox is a time of balance and plenty. It's a time to celebrate the earth's bounty, to be thankful for the harvest that will sustain us through the coming winter. And this book will help deepen your understanding of Mabin and discover new ideas honoring the ancient fall holiday. This book is overflowing with rituals, spells, recipes, crafts, customs to celebrate the most colorful and bewitching season of the year. And it is great. I have done, and if you saw my copy, you can see it is well loved and it's old. It is well used. I say old. I mean, it was published in like the early 2000s, but it is well loved. Um, she has scarecrow magic in here. She talks about cornucopias and pumpkin and the magic associated with everything fall, everything autumnal. Um, she has recipes for different things, um, herbal soaps for the season, leafy luminaries. She has little pumpkin centerpieces to create harvest upside down apple cake, which is amazing. Um, she has equinox candle rituals. She has a moon rite. Oh, she has a ritual to Dionysus, of course, the god of wine and revelry for the season. There, there's so much in this book. It is jam-packed full of harvest myths and stories. And again, I don't know that you can still get it. It's published by Llewellyn. Um, I'm going to have to look it up or somebody else can and let me know. But it is called The Autumn Equinox by Ellen Dugan. And it's about the enchantment, <clears throat> excuse me, of Mabin. So those are my favorite things. And there really, there are so many more favorites I have in this season. I truly could do an episode just on books and an episode just on favorite little things and an episode just on favorite TV shows and movies and film. Um, but it's hard for me to record every every single week. I'd have to do like one thing each week. We'll, we'll see what I have time to do. But I really love this season. I love everything about it. If there's anything you want to share, what are your favorite parts about fall? What are your favorite witchy fall favorites? I just said favorite fall. That I repeated myself. What are your favorite witchy? No, what are your fall witchy favorites? That's what I want to say. And what do you enjoy doing this season? So there's my list. There's so much more. If you follow me on Instagram, you see what I talk about. You see what I post. You see how much what I love about this season, especially if you look at my stories. But this turn of the wheel is my absolute favorite. I am so excited for Thursday. I'm so excited to celebrate with my family. I have a ritual planned. Um, I'm excited to be outside and to cook my, my lasagna. Oh, it's going to be so good. My butternut squash lasagna. I feel like I need to make it early because I'm like craving it now. But I have so many fall faves because this is my favorite time of the year. And I would love to hear what some of yours are as well. So let me move on now to the next segment of the podcast, the card pool. All right, so we're going into the card pool of the episode. I'm just going to use my green witch oracle deck because I had it out from my week ahead card pool in my Patreon from yesterday. So let me get that out. And we'll see what we pull today. All right. 
show us what you need to see for this mapping season. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, <laughs> you know how, and people have commented about the pulls typically being spot on for the episode or the season, what have you. In my mind, so this Greenwich Oracle is filled with um, herbs and vegetables and fruit and just anything you would grow in the garden. In my head, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, watch me pull the pumpkin. Watch me pull the pumpkin for the season. Well, I did not pull the pumpkin, but what did come forward was <laughs> the apple. Oh my goodness. How perfect is that? The apple. And in this deck, the apple means continuance. It represents continuance. So I want to see what the message is about the apple. Oh my goodness. This is too funny. I Truly, I was thinking, oh, oh my goodness, watch it be the pumpkin. And it was the apple. Even better. I wasn't even thinking of that. So here we are. The the apple, the oracle meaning. So in pulling this card, here is your message. The future is assured and hope is all around for whatever is going on at the moment. Now is a brilliant time to work on your vision for the future, on goals, and on reevaluating past decisions. Apples also align with the energy of love and especially on bringing romantic bounds closer or bonds closer together. Look at the individual elements of situations a little more closely and be sure that you stand strong in your unique qualities. Keep ideas to yourself in the moment. And I just, I love this. And then, okay, we have the oracle meaning, but we look at the apple and what the apple represents. And we know when we cut open the apple, we have the five-pointed star in the center of the apple, which is just absolutely <laughs> amazing. And it is so connected to this particular season as apples are in season and things are being harvested. And this is the season of fruit and baking with fruit and apples and all that apples represent. It's just amazing. Because, you know, uses for apples are immortality, prosperity, love, working with the spirit realm, and even blockages. Some of the deities that we see associated with apples would be Hera and Athena, Aphrodite, Pomona, Gaia, Morgan Le Fay, Idun, and Alwyn. And then this is related to um, Capricorn and Celestial of Venus. So... The fact that this was pulled, of course it was. Of course, these are always spot on and I absolutely just love it. So, you know, just think about that message and think about this season in general and what it means to you and ways that you connect can connect with your land, your land spirits and with the season in general. So before I go today, I just want to say a couple of quick thank yous to those of you who have left reviews on the podcast through Apple Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, I can't see reviews through Spotify. I only see them through i i not iTunes, Apple, Apple Podcasts. So here are a couple. First off, The Moon Witch Thank you for your kind words. You love the podcast. You think it's wonderful and you are obsessed. Well, thank you. Um, and you say that I seem like a wonderful person. I like to think so. Um, I try to be. So thank you for your, your kind remarks. Erin Anger, you adore the podcast. You, you listen to it every morning and it helps you relax on your way to work. And you have listened to them quickly. You've kind of been wa binge watched or listened to them. And I really appreciate that. So thank you, Jamie, Christine. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you adore the podcast and me and your kids listen as well. And I love that. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I keep my rating clean. Um, well, first, Comfy, Cozy in Nature, but... I want everybody to feel comfortable listening to the podcast. And I know that there are many children four years old and up who listen to this. And you said that your when your kids listen, 
If I say the words comfy and cozy, one of your kids will yell and witchy in the background, which that made my day when I read that review. So thank you for those comments. Crash box design. You found the podcast through my Instagram. You call yourself a Hugo witch and that's why you're here. So thank you for listening to the podcast. 2 Bug 22 Thank you for your comments. You love the podcast. You like binge listening. You're on episode 12. So you have a lot of episodes left to listen to and it helps with your anxiety, which I just love. B2791, you have learned so much from the podcast and you feel very comfy, cozy listening to it. Thank you. That's what I'm hoping that people get out of it. Dana, who laughs? You don't know how you stumbled on the podcast, but you're glad that you did. And I love it. You've been practicing solo for 15 years and you just feel so happy that you've connected. Um, and so I really thank you for those kind words. See bear underscore. You love the podcast. You're so glad. It's, it's your favorite part of the day. Oh, that makes my day with you saying that. So thank you. Deb the Seeker. I'm so glad my podcast brings you calmness and you like to listen while you cook and garden and you're learning a lot. Thank you for your kind words. Happy Witchy Walzer. Um, you say that I bring a lot of peace and contentment and when you need guidance in your craft, you can listen. So I'm so glad that you're listening and, and you're glad that I'm back after my summer break. I'm glad to be back as well. Um, unfortunately, I can't, it's not letting me scroll to read any more of the reviews. I know there were a couple more since my last podcast and I hopefully will get, get to um, thank you on air, on air through the podcast next time. But everyone, truly, thank you for your kind words. And thank you for listening. Currently, this is amazing. My podcast is number one in the spirituality category in the United Kingdom and number three in the United States. And that has happened because of all of you. I never, ever expected it. I started this podcast, what, three years ago, thinking a handful of people would listen to me literally ramble on with my dogs barking in the background and the vacuum going and people doing construction work because they were building our neighborhood and they still are, apparently, as you, as you can hear. Um, I, but I truly thought I'd have a handful of listeners and to know that that tens of thousands of you listen to every episode and have just loved the podcast and are getting so much out of it, it, war- it truly warms my heart and I never, ever thought that it would have this much of an impact on people, but it's meant to, obviously. So thank you all for your support. Thank you for listening. Um, please rate, review the podcast. That's how it gets pushed out to even more people who find, you know, help, help in this podcast and who just find a connection. If you want to connect with me, speaking of connection, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. It is spelled just like that, at Comfy Cozy Witch. No extra characters, no extra letters, no underscores. I am the only one out there. Yes, there are scammers out there. There are people pretending to be me. So please be vigilant when you accept um, friend requests or whatever from other people pretending to be me because they are out there. So you can connect with me there at Comfy Cozy Witch. Cozy with a Z for my my friends elsewhere who spell it with an S. Um, cozy has, is with a Z. <laughs> um, and you can connect with me through the Fit Witch Challenge or through my apothecary, Comfy Cozy Apothecary. You can also find me in the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group that is a private group, but anybody can join it. And of course, you can always interact with me more through my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. And if you are looking to sponsor an episode or want to advertise your witchy business, reach out to me and we can talk about what that looks like and how we can make that happen. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay comfy, cozy and witchy. Mm -hmm.